Video ain't killing the radio star. It's just giving you one hell of a fucking good reason to enjoy the internet more. Smodco proudly presents SIT. Smodcast Internet Television. Launching May 9th. YouTube.com slash csmod. The Smonsters of Talk are touring the world, and csmod.com is where you'll get the latest dates and links to tickets. Grab shirts, comics, action figures, and more from smodcast.com slash smerchandise. Thanks for listening. Well, hey, you! Wondering when the fine folks from the Smodco Internet Radio family of shows are coming to a live venue near you? Well, here's your rundown. CJ and Silent Bob Get Old Live on May 18th at the Madison Theater in Covington, Kentucky, June 9th at the Albuquerque Comic Expo in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and August 24th at Fan Expo Canada in Toronto, Canada. You can watch Dogma with Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith at Jay and Silent Bob Watch a Movie on May 17th at Studio 35 in Columbus, Ohio. Spend an evening with Kevin Smith on June 14th at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in Chicago, Illinois. See Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman May 8th at the Belly Up in Solana Beach, California. May 16th at the Louisville Improv in Louisville, Kentucky. May 24th at Stand Up Live in Phoenix, Arizona. July 14th during Comic-Con at the House of Blues, San Diego, California. And August 11th at the Coach House in San Juan Capistrano, California. Book your tickets and find out about these and other live shows at csmod.com. Prepare to be smotivated by Smodcast.com's guru of gab, Kevin Smith. Pick up his new book, Tough Shit, Life Advice from a Fat Lazy Slob Who Did Good. Available now in hardcover, enhanced, digital, and audiobook. Learn who inspired Kev and be inspired to follow your dreams. It's like a Tony Robbins seminar on steroids and with a lot more fucking profanity. Neil Gaiman says, I suspect at that Kevin Smith is what all gods and demons aspire to be. And Tim Burton says, I certainly would never read anything written by Kevin Smith. Pick up Tough Shit, life advice from a fat lazy slob who did good by Kevin Smith. Available every goddamn where. Hey, welcome to Feeb. We're back, finally. We are after a break. Four eyes and beard. Uh, Unintentional break that occurred because of Scott. I don't think that's <laughs> entirely true. Well, it's partially true. I'll take more of the blame than you. Okay. I'll dive on that sword right now. Well, let's just go ahead and blame the continent of Australia. That did not help. I also went fishing. Yeah, but you planned on going fishing. In fairness, we didn't yes. know about Australia. Really, it's just poor scheduling on both our parts. I think we had. I think what happened is it was there was the windows were very like Tight. has to be this night mm-hmm. or this day um, because I went to fishing, I went to on a business trip, and I went to Australia all in yep. the last few weeks. And I went to Madison, Wisconsin, Chicago, Illinois, Iowa City, Iowa, uh, Albuquerque, a few other places, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Detroit. 
Oh, Albuquerque. <laughs> I'll never forget you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and that's, yeah, we've just been everywhere. Yeah. Right now, if we sound a little different, it's because we are in the annex next to Meltdown Comics, which is a large echoey room, and we're not using our regular equipment because we got bumped. But this is how dedicated we are, that we yeah. just figured any way that we could get our voices down on... Zeros and ones. Data chips. Data chips? <laughs> that's, not, that's not a way anyone does anything. Um, um, so we're doing it. It's strange. We're like laying... It we're, is weird. We're, we're sitting, sitting on, on a couch, couch, which barely is a couch. It might as well be a love seat. It sort of feel. It's reminiscent. I've had these experiences where you're like at film festivals. Yeah. This is what it feels like when you get interviewed at a film festival. Do you have to hold a microphone there too, or do they just shove? This Generally thing in your speaking, face? well, it depends what you're doing. If you're doing like radio or yeah. something like that, if it, if it was just like you're recording because you're gonna write an article, and so, then it's like you sit there for an hour and a half, and then they walk away with the thing, and then you, you see in the article it just says like, "Talk Scott Mosier, yeah." Do they? Do they ever? Do you find that they quote you correctly? Do you feel like, oh, I don't remember saying that? Because I'm sure you've done. More than five of these things. I've done more than five interviews. I don't. I. I don't remember there being any sort of like really egregious misquotes. I'm sure somebody has. Scott said, "I hate white people." It was yeah. very strange. He got aggressive about how his beard's better than everyone's. That's not a misquote. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, oh my god! So we have we have gotten good response back since the last episode. Yes, people are actually requesting it. We're getting emails. I have lots not of emails. At emails. I know we have we have a bunch of emails just sitting there that I haven't gone through. I have which we I have my computer here, so maybe at, at some point we'll go through them. Yes, on the air for you. I, I uh, my life I, uh, my life got pretty busy. Yeah, you got a new job. You can't really talk about, but this job makes you insanely busy. I am. I have gone from a life of sort of like working out of my office to having a job. I've gone from a life where I could pick up the phone and call you on your home phone, and you would almost always answer it. Yes. To a life where I have no idea where you are. Messages. (laughs) Yes. Just random voicemails. Yeah, I finally kind of have a job, job, and it's fun, but it's it's definitely busy, and I have to, um, and I'm commuting. Yeah, from one side of LA to the other, which people who are listening who don't live in LA don't understand that that's just you'll, not. So you'll fun. never get it. Los Angeles is the worst for traffic. I lived in Boston. Boston used to be like, we have the worst traffic. That wasn't an accent. That was that nothing. was an accent. That was a guy that with a, a speech impediment. That was a guy <laughs> with. A, uh, I couldn't even do Boston. I'm going to Boston, Boston tomorrow. Boston. Boston. We have the fucking queerest. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, retard, wicked Retard, traffic. wicked traffic. Tra- <laughs> I don't know we got wicked, retarded traffic. There you go. There it is. All I have I right now is, I don't even think I have my Australian accent anymore. <laughs> Wait, you were just there. I know. We did the show. And it's always shocking to me where it's like you go to Australia to do a show and the and the big part of the show is us speaking in Australia. with Australian accents that aren't necessarily that good. And it's like... It's just so strange to me. Like it would be like if if I went to if an Australian came here, I guess, yeah. and then pretended to have an American accent. <laughs> I don't think we'd go nuts for that. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it would be funny. 
Although, I mean, sometimes it is really weird. Like, I mean, I've heard people, like, I've heard comedians impersonate, like, American mm-hmm. accents, and it can be funny, but it doesn't seem like it would capture my imagination. But We're maybe. not that funny. America. I don't yeah. mean, us specifically as people. Although, I mean, the internet doesn't think I'm very... But I'll get to that. <laughs> the internet doesn't think you're funny. Uh, right. Hey. Uh, so, hey. the... Um, this is weird. This really feels like I'm interviewing you. I don't it feels like an interview show. Um, it's this is this is the this is this will be called the awkward show. The awkward show. Well, we need a better name so we can get some art. Uh, yeah, so you might hear things in the background. It's because we're in a weird space, but don't worry. People about it. are coming and going. Yeah, that's all. And generally judging us. Yeah, like what are they doing there? This might be some hammering about to happen. Yeah, there is some hammering about. To happen. <laughs> If you hear hammering, it's not. It's because there's literally (laughs) we've hired foley artists to recreate the sound of hammering. It eerily feels like we've snuck into somebody else's office space. Yeah, it does. This is a weird. This is a weird space. If you ever are in Los Angeles and you come to Meltdown Comics, there's a Gaston, the owner, purchased the storefront that's next to Meltdown Comics. And hasn't really figured out what to do with it yet. So right now, there's a ping pong table and a couch, a tiny stage. That actually, that was our old stage. That was the old meltdown stage. That really, yeah. Oh, did they move it in here? Yeah. Uh, there's a tiny stage. Uh, you think that'll be in a museum someday? I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Why did I say I don't know? No, I don't think it will be in a museum someday. I mean, it's uh, yeah. Why would it be? I don't know. It's a piece of history. I mean, it's basically like some painted Yeah, it's plywood. plywood. It's painted plywood. Uh, and But what's also cool about this space is that it's finally a lot of the stuff that Gaston used to have hanging in the back rooms, uh, paintings and stuff, and cool art is finally actually going to get hung up. As a home. Yeah. So that's kind of exciting for us here at the, uh, at the space. The, uh, so, you got, so you did Australia for, 20, for like 36 hours you were in Australia. Pretty much. I left Wednesday night at 10.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. I arrived in Australia at about 10.30 a.m. on Friday. So I traveled God. to the... F- time travel. You time, time traveled. Yes. I went to the future, sort of. And then I was there Friday, and then I did the show Saturday night. And then Sunday, we left at 9 a.m., and 9 a.m. and then Sunday and got back 10.30 a.m. Sunday. So then I traveled back in time. Wow. I think. So you've crossed the spectrums and the continents. Had You've been to Australia before, correct? Yeah, I've been there twice. And this was the shortest amount of time you've ever spent there? Yeah, I mean, I would never. <laughs> it was It was fun, but I don't know if I would, if I would um, do that trip again. It was a little tiring. Would well, you'd go for like. I would go for like a couple uh, weeks. Yeah, or even a week is yeah. just like a week is reasonable. Like that. Was just, just you can get into a sleeping pattern. Any any amount of time where you. Yeah, I didn't really get into sleeping pattern. I just was like, I would go to bed and like I'd get up at two and just stay up. Um, so when I got back, just because I was like, I can't get back and be too fucked up. I. Uh, yeah. This feels real. This this show's gonna. It's the couch episode. This it's is going to be episode. different. Oh, that's what we'll call it. The couch. The couch. I love it. Perfect. Uh, the uh, we were gonna answer questions, and I just haven't. I didn't bother looking at any of them. 
I knew that they were there. From the emails? Yeah, I have the uh, I have the Klosterman hypothetical, so we'll get to that later. Gotcha. Uh, we still have not. There was there was a Twitter exchange since show two. Uh huh. With oh, Chuck Klosterman. That's very true. For anyone who didn't see that, he agreed to be on the show. Yeah. And we have no idea how to do it. We're going to try and figure that out because he's in New York. Uh, he's not in L.A. often, but his schedule is pretty open, and he said that he would totally do the show. And I don't know if he knows who we are or what our show is or if he just has a blanket policy of, like, if someone asks him to go on a show, he'll do it. I don't know. Oh, you mean he's, like, there's no discrimination? Yeah, it's I like, don't know. It doesn't really matter. I imagine that he doesn't know what show we're talking about or what if he thinks he's coming on a smodcast or a nerdist and then we get him here and it's like no this is he's like what the fuck is feed <laughs> so was it like, Stanford it's like well Mr. Klosterman right? <laughs> stands for four eyes he has glasses do you, do you remember in sex drugs and cocoa puffs perhaps someone of your intellectual <laughs> status would find this clever but uh, uh, we even drew it <laughs> here look we've decided to talk like this <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it okay if we you. do the whole. We just do the whole interview as puppets. I just, you know, you you have a good beard too, Scott. This is like our Klosterman. Is your Klosterman? Um, uh, Chuck's got a new book out. Uh, the Visible Man. The Visible Man. I read it. I read it as well. I liked it. I liked it as well. Yeah. I Downtown Owl was good too. That's his other novel. I have only read Visible Man. I, I admit it. Wow. Really? I mean, I've read a lot of books. I can't. Have you read his it. essays and stuff? Have you read some of his? No, articles I really. I'm like late to the party. You are very late to the Chuck Lasterman party. Uh, this is a good segue for Fee Breeds. For, for not officially not sponsored by Breeds <laughs> yet. There's been a lot of. There's a lot makes it sound like there was, we can't take it. There's at least a handful. Yeah, a half dozen of uh, generated Febreze. Artwork, yeah, created. Uh, I was stoked for that. I like the, uh, but the <laughs> the Febreze generated Febreze ar- artwork. A lot of it made it seem like it would smell like us. Somebody had one that was like a uh, Febreze, like a, a, a like the smell of books. Yeah, that's what we want. That would be we want the new book smell. Yeah, Febreze. Febreze sponsored by, sponsored by new Febreze with new book smell. <laughs> yes. Ah, oh, it's perfect. Um, so, did you did you bring a book? You didn't bring. I a did book, bring. You have a, it in your head. I did bring a book. Oh, perfect. And, and I finished a book that I that we both read that I can say in my head, but I don't have all the information because I fucking didn't. Where is my book? Which was I just finished that book. You had said that you had read it too, Professor and the Madman. Yeah, the Professor and the Madman, which is um, about the dictionary. <laughs> The dictionary, the creation of the Oxford English Dictionary. And actually, I read that book just because somebody left it at the Genius Bar back when I worked at the Apple Store and yeah. never came back to claim it. So after after two weeks, I just took it home and read it. And it was actually... It was it's a really, really good, good, short nonfiction. I feel like that's going to be a movie that, like, Leave Shriver does. Like, it feels like something you'd do. <laughs> I have a category. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the movies the movie that Leave Schreiber would do. Right? 
Um, I don't know if he would. I mean, I don't know who would he play. The 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 professor. The professor. Yeah, he's not the madman. Although maybe he wants to go for that kind of thing. I don't know if Liev Schreiber. I didn't see Liev Schreiber when I read it. Anyways, so it's the making of the Oxford English Dictionary. This massive undertaking. Yep. To create a the the definitive, definitive list of words. List of English words. Yep. And um, there was the professor who was sort of in charge of it, and they had sort of sent out requests to people all over the country to contribute to the dictionary as far as, like, finding quotations and use of the words. And there's a Dr. William Miner, Mm -hmm. and he was an American. He was a doctor who was in the Civil War, and he basically starts to um, have mental problems. That get worse and worse and worse, and and when the book starts, um, he ends up committing a crime, and he's sort of one of the first people, if I remember correctly, that's found sort of criminally insane, yep. and and the, he, his sentence is he's kept in a sanatorium until the something about like until the queen you know thinks better of it mm-hmm. or something that's not the exact terminology. Right. So he's in there and his his he's got books and stuff like that, and he gets involved with it, and so but. All the guys doing the Oxford English Dictionary don't realize till later on that this guy who's does who contributes a ton of stuff to the dictionary is actually this guy who's insane. Li- who's insane. Yeah, and he gets crazier. And near the end of the book, do you remember the part that happens like near the end? Yes, but we shouldn't ruin the end yeah. of the book for people. <laughs> no, no, no. But you, you know, but it's good to to tell them that something exciting yeah. happens. The uh if you yeah, read that book. That's not even that's a bonus fee breeze. That's not even that's our That's a bonus. That is that is that is a this is a three book fee breeze. That's how exciting that book was. Feeb number 3 is. Uh and let's see. Okay. So I will go ahead. I'm reading a bunch of books right now. Uh and actually the book I wanted to recommend isn't even on here cuz I actually have a physical copy of it that I didn't bring with me. But the book is Stealing Lincoln's Body. Huh. Have you ever read that book? I have not heard it. I have not read it. Stealing Lincoln's Body is a book about the actual plot that was hatched shortly after Lincoln died to steal his body and hold it ransom. Huh. Uh, In fact, they got so far as getting the casket out before they were stopped by federal agents. And who were they? Uh, they were uh, like a couple of goobers, or like a couple of gangster this? guys. Oh yeah, yeah, like sort of. And it, this happened in. Uh, that sounds like what that should be the Coen Brothers' next movie. Well, it's a really good book because not only does it go into that whole situation, and actually that's why, for a long time, for years, uh, Lincoln's body sat in a casket underneath some boards, just like hanging out in the corner. While the new mausoleum was built, huh? And it had a twenty-four hour guard. The uh, after the case because they broke apart the old mausoleum to get him out to steal the body. Uh, okay, so, so he's buried, put in the mausoleum. Yeah. These two dudes go in there and they're just like, "We're yeah. gonna hold it." Who, who are they gonna like? I, I mean, I don't the, know, the U.S. government. Yeah, I guess. But what's cool about the book? So this goes into the whole plot. Lincoln's body is moved like two or three times. Uh, they build a new mausoleum. Right now, he's in the mausoleum they built, the second one they built, under, like, you know, X amount of feet of concrete and steel so this wouldn't happen again. Gotcha. Uh, but what's actually very cool about the book is you get a whole sort of history of what happened to Lincoln's body after he died because he went on 
The funeral procession of Lincoln. No, not, not, not that I read. The funeral procession of Lincoln was this very long sort of drawn out thing on a uh-huh. train and it would stop in various cities and stuff like that. Gotcha. So it's about like, you know, some of the funeral home people that were there to make sure he didn't fucking look like a dead oh, so guy. So stop like kept over putting on makeup and, and stuff like that. So they had like yeah, constant uh, care from funeral professionals. Uh, there's actually a picture even on the uh, uh, in the book of Lincoln's body going down the street in New York, and there's a little wow. there's a kid up in the window of the looking out at the procession, and that kid is Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. So it's like there's a lot of cool stuff, and they actually they made a I think a two hour History Channel show about. Uh, kind of the same thing. It's by with the, with the author's help called Stealing Lincoln's Body. So if he reads, I recommend Stealing, Stealing Lincoln's, Lincoln's Body. Stealing Lincoln's Body by jo- Oh, somebody. great question. Stealing Lincoln's Body. I'm sorry I don't have his name. I'm going to get it right now. Um, while you're getting that, I will I will recommend my book which is by Charles Portis who wrote True Grit which is another yep. book that I'm a big, big fan of. Is this why you wanted the Coen brothers to do The Professor and the Madman? Yes, because I still... <laughs> oh, no, wait. You wanted them to do Stealing Lincoln's Body. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm not recommend. I, I mean, True Grit should definitely read, but I'm actually, my favorite book of his, he only wrote like four or five books, Charles Portis, True Grit being the famous one. Mm-hmm. Um, but his, I believe his second book... Oh, no, no, no. This is his first book called Norwood, N-O-R-W-O-D. Um, this is Charles Porter's first book, Norwood, and I love this book. I've read it twice. It's very funny. Um, here is what it says on the back. <laughs> uh, um, wait a minute. That's the... Yeah, it says... Out of the American neon desert of roller drums, chili parlors, the Grand Ole Opry, and girls who want to live in a trailer and play records all night comes ex-Marine and troubadour Norwood Pratt. Mm-hmm. Sent on a mission to New York by Grady Fring, the credit king, Norwood has visions of speeding across the country in a late model car seeing all the sights. Instead, he gets involved in a wild journey that takes him in and out of stolen cars, freight trains, and buses. By the time he returns to Ralph, Texas, Norwood has met his true love, Rita Lee, on a trailways bus, befriended Edmund B. Ratner, the second shortest midget in show business, and the world's smallest perfect fat man, and helped Joanne, the chicken with a college education, realize her true potential in life. As with all of Portis's fiction, the tone is cool, sympathetic, funny, and undeniably American. That sounds actually kind of cool. That's a novel. Yeah. Well, of course, it's a novel. Yeah. No, no, no. This is the this is total fiction. <laughs> I mean, nonfiction. That's my recommendation. Charles I Portis. Love Norwood. I love this book. It's fun. You'll read it in like a day. And uh, or if you can't, then. For those keeping track, Thomas J. Crawwell wrote Stealing Lincoln's Body. On the cover, you'll see uh, Lincoln's actual stovepipe hat from the Smithsonian. Wow. Yeah. It's not... It not, looks like it's made it's out of wood. Shit. Not in great shape. 
weren't they? And then, like, well, they weren't made of wood, but they were covered, you know, with whatever the hell material. I don't know how to make hats. I don't know how to make hats. I don't know how to make hats. Do you ever wear a hat? I've seen you in baseball caps. Yeah, I wear baseball caps sometimes. As do you. So don't don't make it off like I'm the only one wearing a hat around here. (laughs) I mean, it's very accusatory. (laughs) You're like, you wear hats. I don't. That's what you. That's what that was sound the I was like. coming across. The um, this mics, these mics are different, so I literally am like sticking it. You have to in my mouth. Yeah. There you go. Now you actually sound much better. <laughs> do I? This yeah. Is, yeah. I was worried that by no. doing this, you'd hear lots of static. No, that's the actually. That's now the, I sound like a normal now person. Now I sound better. Now I sound better. This thing is literally in my mouth. Good job. The uh, so that's that's feed breeds for the week. Yes. Uh, we will uh, post the links to the uh, book on our Tumblr page. That exploded. Yep. And then and, sort of... And we, then we, we, we didn't do a show. We, we haven't done a show. to add to it. So that will be up on our Tumblr page, which is com. Uh, I have no idea. I think it's com. I think so. Didn't you do it? You did it. Did I? Yeah. Fuck. You do. You did. You did everything. The email and my life was very different then. Yeah, that was when you sat around uh, and lived the life we all dreamed about, and now you're working. I'm also reading. I want to say I'm also reading Into Thin Air. Still, uh, I'm seventy two percent of the way through the book. I know that just because I'm reading it on a Kindle. But I will say this: it is fascinating. It is a really good book. And it's like one of the few it's also like one of the few audio books I've listened to and um great audio book too. Who reads it? Uh John Krakauer. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I might He have reads the book. Up. And because he's because if you read the book in the air, which we talked about on Spodcast, which is this Everest expedition that goes really the door, badly. He's got a key, right? Okay, cool. And uh, he's just locked us in. I don't know what's going to happen. They're going to they're gonna gas. They're going to start pumping green gas. Purple gas. It'll be the penguin. Um, He's going to be like, look, I'll <laughs> let you guys live if one of you jerks me off. What if you had a gun? I mean, we'd have to say yes. But, okay, but then so, look, the argument between us is who has to jerk him off? Yeah, so 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 the situation he comes in here, he's got a gun, he's like, Look, I'm not I'm not a bad person. Yeah. I just really want to come. I need an HJ. And I don't want He even says HJ. Yeah. Be polite. He's like, I don't want to do it myself. Right. This is real danger. Okay. How what kind of gun is it? It's a Is it a big gun or is it like a, it's a shotgun? Oh fuck, yeah. Okay. Saw it off. So it's like Whoa. It can mess you up quickly. Wow. Um I don't know. It's a okay. gun. Yeah, no, guns. it's a shotgun. Any guns. I'm, I'm with you already on a shotgun. So who who does it? How do we decide? I, I don't know. I think we sort of... Do you flip a coin? Is that too cavalier? Is he already aroused? I don't know. Because if he is, right, and we see, wow, that's kind of a big dick, we could probably both get our hands on it. And then is I think that would be quicker? the fair way to do it would be for us to both jerk him off at the same time. Well, we could just tag out. It'd be like, look, I'll start you finish. Still, somebody's getting the worst end of the deal. And finish? it's whoever finishes. Because you're going to get jizz on your hands. Well, I guess so. <laughs> I know who's going to do it. But what if he's just like, no, 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 not both, just one. Oh. He's just like, 
two guys is no gay. no what do we do <laughs> he chooses we let him choose we let him choose what if yeah. he's like i don't want, i don't like making choices <laughs> <laughs> if i like to make choices i would have picked already i have a gun i feel like we might die I mean, we could sort it out. I, I don't. I don't want to die. Believe me, dude. I wouldn't die. I would literally just be like, "Here, I'll do it." Oh, you. That's really nice of you. I mean, if Thank you were you, sitting, there, if you were sitting there going like, "This decision could be too hard," <laughs> we might just have to die. <laughs> I wouldn't. I. W- I, I got to assume he comes in with an erection. I mean, if he's that gung ho for a hand job. I mean, if he's busy, because I've never like not had an erection and been like, I got to get off so bad right now. Like, it's always oh, something you mean that like I could prior be like, to I having could, an erection. I could wait. Yeah. I mean, we're obviously, the scenario, this guy is not completely all together. I mean. Yeah, sure. He's in a, he's in a so weird storefront approaching a, two guys with microphones. <laughs> there's a chance he's not aroused. No. In your, in or your, there's a chance that he's always aroused. You made, you made this up. So you have to tell me if he's aroused or not. Uh, yeah, he's aroused. Okay, he just walks in with a gun and his pants are down. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And it's he's just like, look, I got shit to do. You got shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> and you just go to blow him, and he goes, "No, no, no." He's like, "Don't. That's gross. I don't want your I mouth just want near me." An old fashioned. <laughs> I mean, that's. I I guess we'd look at each other and but would you would you volunteer first or would you just look at me and go like I would just be like let's flip a coin. That would be would fair. Would you be okay with That'd that? That'd be fair. We're flipping a coin. I mean I didn't want to do it. I mean I don't want I understand. Know, a, fl- a coin flip is 50-50. So. See, I would argue that like I don't the idea of whether I want to do it doesn't even specifically occur to me because I'm in I'm in like survival mode. You already clicked in. Okay, so, okay. If the guy coming in has a shotgun, wants us to jerk him off, we're going to flip a coin. We're going to flip a... Okay, and the last thing that we have to decide is, do we keep recording the show? Yes. (laughs) This has to be preserved for posterity. Or posterity, not posterity. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah. Okay. So that's... Okay, we're all in agreement. That is now a feed... We'll call that a... Feeb job. That's what we'll call that. A feeb job. That's a feeb job. I had a. I, had, I was thinking the other day because we were thinking about the. Is it how do you Closter? Closter? Okay. I've always said Closterman. I think it's. But. I don't think it is. Bill Simmons, who has him on his podcast here and there, always says Closterman. I think so it's I feel like it probably is Closterman. If if Chuck's in the room and he says Closterman, I'm then in. it's probably true. I'm in. Yeah, he didn't. Why correct would he him. mispronounce he didn't correct it? Him. He didn't correct him. You're right. Um, it's Chuck Losterman. I had one here. Here, try this. So okay. you get home at night. Yeah. And you, you get home at night. and You want to have a drink. Mm-hmm. Do you drink wine? In this scenario, or in general, in when general. I get home and I want a drink, I usually grab a diet coke. Okay. Well, let's say you drink wine. Okay. So you go home and you pour your, your and you you really want. Yeah, it's not going to work. It's got to be like something like wine. I just thought like you get home mm-hmm. and you really want a glass of wine yep. and you don't have any wine mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, fuck it. And you pour yourself a glass of water and you stare at the water and you're just like, I really wish this was wine. Mm-hmm. Like, I want this to be wine so bad. And the next thing you know, it becomes wine. 
Okay. Okay. All right. And so, so you know, the color changes. It's now it's yeah. a glass of red wine, and then you basically are like, so that's you're surprised. Right? Yeah, obviously. Let's say you grab another glass and you do the same thing. So you've verified the experiment. You're able to do it twice. You're able to turn it into this red liquid. Now it's time. You're like, holy shit, I can do this. And then when you taste it, it tastes terrible. Like it's bad wine. Like but it hobos. Does, but it does not. taste fermented as though it is an alcoholic beverage. Yes, it tastes like okay. really bad wine, like hobo wine. Okay. Like hobos would probably be like, look... I'm not that hard up. So I don't it's want worse it. than Cracklin Rosé. It's just not good wine. So, so, but you have this thing. You you put your hand on a bathtub. Boom! You can turn like you have the You have power. You have power. Yeah. To create a disgusting beverage. Yes. <laughs> do you show anybody? Yes. How do you not show anybody? Yeah, but it's like how it's not even impressive. It's pretty impressive. If you put a glass of water in front of me and you said, watch this, and then turned it into something that isn't what it was but all you with really, your mind. But technically, all you're really doing is, is like, but then you immediately have to. You're making water worse. <laughs> well, it's like, I, like, to me, I just kept thinking about it where it's like, imagine like you went to a party and you're like, oh, shit, I can pump this party up and put your hand on the tub and you turn it into wine. And everyone's like, oh, dude, like this, like, I'd rather pay for shit. Like, this is nasty. You think that's going to be their immediate reaction? I think people... I My point is just, like, people's immediate reaction would be immediately followed with just, like, that's not that cool. Like, everyone would be like, that would be amazing. I wish I had that ability. And then as soon as they taste it, you, like, I would have been, I'd be like, that's not cool at all. Do you think it would be the kind of thing where scientists would want to get a hold of you? Just to sort of, like, do a CAT scan while you change water? I hadn't thought about that. Water. I only got to the idea where I was, like, at a friend's party. <laughs> So that's as far as you went with it. Yeah. I was just trying to think. Like, I don't know what. How do you capitalize What are you asking me? How do I capitalize on this situation? Yeah. Like, are you happy or are you just kind of like, oh, who cares? I'd go on like an America's Got Talent type program. But you don't have and talent. And on stage. You have it? the ability it's a magic to trick. change color and water. That's not that amazing. You're telling me the taste has changed too. Yeah, but it's I'm like, automatically, but it's not good. I'm changing the molecular uh, structure of water. That's kind of cool. But There's probably a way I could harness this. But everyone's excitement would be like, oh, you can turn it into wine, but you turn it into shitty wine. <laughs> Do you, are, you, are you presupposing that the, like the wine that, uh, the, the story of Jesus turning water into wine, are you, you're presupposing that it probably wasn't that good? I was just wondering what would have happened if Jesus was like, stand back, everybody, and he's like, and everyone's like, ooh, like, it's not good. It's not good. Like, I'd rather have the water. Uh, I just, in my head, like, I was thinking about it. I was literally giving myself the scenario. And, and, and in my scenario, mm -hmm. almost by the end of the night, I just was like, I just wouldn't show anybody. Because I would be like, I don't want to deal with all the disappointment. <laughs> I'd show people. Pardon? I'd show people. I would show people and be kind of proud of it. But would you warn people? Yeah. When you're just like, oh, no, shit. I'd be like, listen... This water, I'm going to change it. It's not going to be a great change, but it's going to be a change. But see, once Maybe again, it's like that's like that's that's not that okay. impressive. Here, I have a scenario for you. Okay, you get home uh, to your house. You and your wife go to bed. Something is outside the door, inside the house. Something. 
say your dogs are uh, your dogs are being boarded at a kennel because you had like some sort of bug treatment or something in the house. So your dogs aren't home. Yes. Uh, you're inside the uh, the the your house. In inside your house. In the bedroom with your door. the door shut. Door shut. Which doesn't I don't normally do, but okay. I'll close the door. For this particular reason, for some reason you did. Outside of your door, you hear something. Okay. okay. Now, for some reason, you have the ability in your head. It's one of two things outside the door. You have to choose what it is. So basically, I'm like, I've heard a noise. Yep. It could be one of two things, and now... And here's what it is. Okay. It's either, and you have to choose, and open the door. Okay. It's either a velociraptor. Okay. I don't want that. Or Sasquatch. An angry Sasquatch. I mean, your wife's there. I'm disappointed. You're helpless. I'm disappointed. <laughs> why are you de- why are you disappointed? Because that's this bad. is either a zoological like huge find for society uh, with the Bigfoot thing, or it's an extinct animal come back to life. Both of them will probably kill you. Maybe. Well, exactly. That's maybe. why it's disappointing. Maybe. Maybe. I'm terrified. You have to You're choose. You're terrified. Though. You have to choose. Of course, I'm terrified. I mean, I I probably would go as Sasquatch. You would love Sasquatch in your room. Yeah, I mean, is he is he bound? I mean, I, at this point, I'm just opening the door. Yeah. Um, Sasquatch. At least I I could sit there and go like, I don't know. <laughs> he's he's a biped. <laughs> Maybe he would be. I mean, I guess he's the Velociraptor is too. I guess because he's more humanoid. Yeah. Maybe I feel like I could reason with it, bargain or reason with him. I don't know. Like, say, like, hey, we're both from the north. <laughs> you think that the Sasquatch would be like, geography? Hey, man. Or or just be like, I can get you food, or I don't know. Like, I could try something. I, just, I feel pretty confident that the Velociraptor would literally just bite my head off. I feel like the the raptor might not, because all we know about raptors is what we've learned from Jurassic Park. Sure, but I'm making a clutch decision here. Yeah. But and, and all we know about Sasquatch is from Harry, Harry and the Hendersons. Hendersons. No, that's not Pretty true. cool guy, right? Six million dollar man. Yeah. <laughs> Rips off his arm. And he's also a robot. If, so, yeah, I mean, I guess if he ripped off my arm. Yeah. I mean, either way, you basically said that your scenario is that Something that will most likely kill me is outside the door. What would what would you rather have kill you? Um, and then what? So like, my wife could tell a story where she would yeah. be like, "Oh my god, you, you he can't could, believe it." Your wife also knows that you could choose, but it wasn't. So she could even be like, "I don't know." He chose Sasquatch. Yeah, she'd be like, "She goes, he kind of looked ridiculous." <laughs> like you, he died you ridiculous. Sasqu- <laughs> he died ridiculously. <laughs> That's all I could say about it. <laughs> he could have died cool with a velociraptor. Instead, he died with like, I mean, I'm sorry, big hairy man. <laughs> big hairy man ripped his arm off and beat him to death with it. That for, that's my one of my biggest fears is is a Sasquatch. Really, I have no fear of Sasquatch. Not, 
not any fear whatsoever. No. I mean, that's like me being afraid of... I would just shit my pants if I saw anything that remotely looked like a Sasquatch outside in the woods at night. Um, I mean, I would. I guess, like, it's it's an irrational fear mm-hmm. to me. I, I don't... I wouldn't imagine that. I would be more afraid of, like... I've been, I've been out at night, and the fear of, like... Um, a bear is a possibility. I've seen bears at night while right. camping. I've yeah. seen black bears. And it did not terrify me as much as the thought of a Sasquatch would. It doesn't terrify a real bear. A real bear, I've Does not terrify you as much as a figment of everyone's <laughs> imagination. <laughs> just in case it's real. I just don't, I just don't. You don't want to die by Sasquatch's hand. I just, Fucking Sasquatch is creepy as shit. I don't think he's creepy. I don't think he... Would you rather... Okay, you're thro- we'll th- we're going to throw you in a cage, Scott. We're going to put you in a cage with two very real animals. You get to choose again. We're going to put you in the cage with a silverback gorilla. Okay. Or a Kodiak bear. Oh, man. I just asked you if you would fucking go to a party and show people <laughs> no, your I'm shitty wine you. trick. I'm trying to tell you right now. That obviously you've got to go with the bear. Why? Because the fucking silverback gorilla is terrifying. A Kodiak bear. A is Kodiak bear terrifying. that stands at twelve feet tall is terrifying. Right, but a giant silverback gorilla. I'm. I mean, either like I. I think my terror. I think the would problem be... with the, the silverback gorilla is I think like I feel like a gorillas. You can see it in their eyes when they want to. When they want to destroy you. I just, I, 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 my response is that I'm equally, um, there would not be a more casual entrance for me. (laughs) You know, it wouldn't be like, I might get out of this. (laughs) (laughs) Either one, I think I would walk in and be like, this is probably the end of my life, and it's not going to be good. Uh, changing gears for a second, I saw today a story. In the uh, on the on the internet making the rounds, uh, an interview with Sam Mendes or Mendes. How do you say Sam's name? Mendes. Yeah, Sam Mendes, director of American American Beauty, Beauty, uh, Jarhead, Road to Perdition. Yep. Also, the new James Bond movie, Skyfall. Oh yeah, yeah. And you're a Bond fan. I am a Bond fan. But here's what he said. He said something that I said. Three years ago on a podcast, he sees James Bond as a Time Lord, which is the Doctor Who alien, which is what Doctor Who is. That's not really news to me because I don't know what you're talking about. Doctor Who is a Time Lord and Doctor Who is the same character throughout the series run, you know, so over the over the 50 year span of Doctor Who. With all the different characters. With all the different actors, actors. It's been the same character. Gotcha. And the way they explain it away is uh, if he dies, he regenerates into a different physical form. Gotcha, but he never dies. He's immortal. Right. Well, supposedly he has only so many re- regenerations, but they got rid of that. They wrote the out of the canon. But point is, excellent Sa- explanation. For Sam Mendes is saying that James Bond is the same. He's a time lord. Yeah. And do you think he was he was referencing Doctor Who? He was referencing Doctor Who. Oh, okay. That's what Time Lords are. They're from really, you were just excited because you're like, I'm just, I feel validated. That's what that I That one other person. I feel validated that one other guy. That the guy at the helm of James Bond agrees yeah. with you. Yeah. What more could I want? 
I don't know. I mean, I could I want a lot more. I got a pretty more. long list. I could want a lot more than that. that you For instance, more than that. probably more than that, I would want the ability to turn water into shitty wine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I think it would be a drag. <laughs> I think it would just you, be like... You feel like it would be a burden more than it would be a I just a think gift. you'd be bummed out because you would be like, pretty quickly, you're just like, it's not really that... Like, it's almost awesome. Like, it's the power to almost be awesome. I think any sort of power makes you more interesting, regardless of if the power is kind of lame. Like, even if I had the power to, even if I had the power to say, to every time I turned on the television, I could change the channel and I'd, I would know that the next channel up, Frasier's going to be on. If you told me that, I would be like, I, I, I'd be like, well, that's kind of spooky, but I don't care after 10 minutes. Would you rather have that power, the ability to turn the channel, next channel up, Frazier's going to be on, or no. water into shitty wine? I, uh, to me, it's like flipping a, flipping a coin to give a guy a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> Either one just feels like very quickly I'd be like, I don't really want to bring it up. Because yeah. I'd be like, really? And then you're like, yeah, I mean, I could do it. But What if I mean, someone's like, uh, what if you're shitty. someone you've never told? You've never told someone you have this ability. You're sitting around, and they're like, I really wish Frasier was on. Then would you say, well, I'd be like, listen, buy the DVDs. <laughs> you wouldn't even tell them you have this ability. No. <laughs> because I just feel like it would be met with, like, it would always, you, it, it's a power that basically, it's a power that you would have mm -hmm. where you'd pretty quickly have to deal with people's going from being really excited to really disappointed or underwhelmed. You know what I mean? I think underwhelming is more the issue than disappointed. Well, I think I would be disappointed where I would be like the 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 wine thing would be like, "Oh my god, I can make my own wine now cuz I'm like I like I can save money." Like I would just be like, "Oh my god, like this is amazing. Like think of what I could do. I would be the greatest sommelier ever." <laughs> Like you could have a, you would you have your own restaurant with the best chef in the world and be like, would you like a Malbec? Oh, <laughs> like could you, you do different vintages like oh, seventy six? Yeah, because like to me, all I would ever sit there and think about is the potential of what it could have been. <laughs> like how awesome that it says been. a lot about you psychologically. Or just it? like yeah, you sitting there, you're burdened with this kind of a cool gift, but, but you're just sitting cool. there. You're just sitting there thinking about what it could have been. Well, because it could have... Do you it, look back on your career in the same way? No, this is very particular to this, which For, is to, like, to, to only this, to only wine, shitty wine. Yes. This is the only thing you look back on that you think could have been better and you're disappointed. Well, if I had that power, I really feel like I would be like... Like, I just think you'd be there at night and you'd... Like, every once in a while you'd try it again. You'd be like, oh, maybe it tastes a little better. And you're like, it still tastes like shit. <laughs> like, this is what I could do. That is... Like, is it a gift? Yes. You can get drunk off it. It's a gift. You could sell it to fucking teenagers. Because teenagers now, apparently, are drinking hand sanitizer to get drunk. Really? Yeah. Is that hard to get liquor? Apparently. Some sort of hand sanitizer cocktail they're making. That sounds awesome. I saw a guy drink uh, mouthwash the other day on the street. To get drunk? I guess. I was like, yeah. either he's got a horrible taste in his mouth. Or he doesn't understand how to use mouthwash. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're supposed to gargle. He's very confused. For 60 seconds. Some say 30. I go 60. 
I don't use it that much. I don't use you it. You use it every day? No. Do you floss? Generally speaking. I don't floss that often. My dental hygiene is good. I have no cavities. Good. I have no cavities either. No fillings either. I've I never had, had a filling. I had one and then it fell out. Ugh. Not like it fell out like in a yeah. fight or anything cool like that. It was just, I don't know, it was like a baby tooth or something. So. Do you, because this is now an interview show, I've decided, because <laughs> I'm sitting on the couch talking at you. Do you of all of the uh of all the projects you've done? Uh-huh. Not including current projects. Uh-huh. Do you have do you have a favorite and what is the favorite? Um I for me it generally is like when you do projects it's like it's always um it's always more experience based. Yeah. So it's like you know I don't it's hard for me to judge the product. Mhm. You know, like people watch movies and they're like, "What's your favorite movie?" And it's like, "Well, well it's like I'm I'm more related. I relate to the experience." Jaws. So Jaws is your favorite movie. Go so ahead. Jaws is my favorite movie because that experience <laughs> of of um, I guess on of all the stuff I've worked on, um, I you know I always kind of go back to Clerks. Yeah. Just because it was like it was really fun, you know. Yeah. But in general, like I don't. But at that point, you're just you're just kids hanging out. Yeah, which is why it's fun, yeah. you know. And it was fun. like it never. It just was a. Did it ever feel like work? Um, I mean, it felt. I don't know. Like I, I, I'm not uh, adverse to working work. Yeah, really you long have a good hours. work ethic. Yeah. Like I like. I just I. I don't do that well. Yeah. If I don't have a bunch of shit to do, um, so. There was definitely times where it's like, I was doing some like, um, I think I was like, I think I had to re, like we were cutting film and I think I had to replace all the junk fill on the audio tracks Mm -hmm. and it was a pretty monotonous job and it was like hours. That felt, you know, but once again, like I, that's the kind of stuff that like, I'm really focused. Yeah. If you give me task or stuff like that like i just go and go and go it didn't feel like work it was exciting i mean you know did you have any inkling because you know how people make things all the time and you're like people do yeah did you have sort of a a feeling of like oh this could just be a thing that we make and our friends see it um you know i i don't think it's a matter of like that I was sitting around going like, this is what's going to happen. But, you know, you definitely, um, you know, your mind goes towards like, oh, like this is potentially what could happen. Yeah. You know, it didn't, you know, I guess my mind goes toward like, oh, potentially this and this and this could happen. Again, with the wine, you were like, this could have been, I could have had a 1976 vintage wine, but instead... I'm making yeah, like I had. You're you always know, thinking. Yeah, I'm always like, wouldn't this be great if this turned into something cool? I mean, is that weird? No, <laughs> that, that I should be like. I mean, you think? I really I hope like this think, is disappointing. You think a lot more positively than I would. I uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I tend to be like, here's the potential for what it could be. Yeah. I don't. I like. I guess I know some people that are like, they do things and they manage their expectations in a negative way of saying like. 
Well, we'll do it, but, you know, probably no one will ever see it, blah, yeah. blah, blah. That's not really my... I don't think I knew what... I, I think I... It was also more abstract and loose where it was more just like, I think something like this idea of like, oh, we're going to make this and then we'll, I don't know, be invited to a party in Hollywood. Like it was, yeah. we were so young, like I didn't really know, like it wasn't like, oh, and then we'll do this and this and this and this. How, how old were you? I think it was just like, class? we'll have entrance into this world was what yeah. like, sort of the expectation was. I was 20, I think I was 21 when we shot it and 22 when it came out. Jesus Christ. God, it was man. over. So I I shot it twenty years ago. Holy shit! Because I'm forty one. Holy shit! Wow, that movie came out twenty years ago. It came out nineteen years ago. Well, it came out. Yeah, yeah. It came out in ninety. F- no, oh, okay. It came out in ninety four. Okay, so it came out eighteen years. Eighteen ago. years ago, but I made it twenty years. Do you ago? know what else came out in ninety four? Maybe I'm wrong. That doesn't add up, does it? No, it doesn't add up at all. You're you know math. Uh, you know math things. So when, what year did you make Clerks? We shot it in 93. So you were 22. I was 22. Yeah. Yes, because I turned 24 in 95. Yeah. And then I turned 25 in 96. <laughs> <laughs> did you mark 25 as a thing? 20, 96. 96 you were, was 96 when you made Mallrats? No, we, we shot it. It came out in 95. 95. And then 96, we... And then 97, Chasing Amy came out. Do you know what's always bothered me about Mallrats? And I will now tell, I'll tell you, and then I'll tell Kevin probably next time I see him. The Universal Orlando tram ride does not have a part where Jaws pops out of the water. So It's very he, true. He we shot not, it in L.A. He, he could not propose to her there. It's true. You're right. That's what bothered me as a kid. <laughs> you were like, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. He must be thinking of Hollywood, but saying this Orlando. That <sighs> life is bullshit. <laughs> I will never think another positive thought again. <laughs> Why have you done this to me? Why? Uh, who got Weezer on the soundtrack? Um, that was back in the, that was back in the heyday of soundtracks. It yeah. was like, that was when soundtracks were a big deal. And so we were with Universal Music or mm-hmm. something like that. And, um, I don't know, they just fed us a bunch of songs and I think Suzanne was one of them. Yeah. I don't think that they wrote it. They never released it on anything other than your soundtrack. Wow. That was, they actually, they played that at the Universal, Ampl- or the Gibson Amphitheater. Oh, they really? just did that last tour where they just played the uh, they played Pinkerton and the Green Album or the Blue Album. Nice. And then they played that. They, we met they did them. a bunch of B-sides. They were very were cool. Were they weird? They were on the plane. They were on our plane in Montreal. Were they? Yeah, well we got off the plane. They might have they might have been coming in from somewhere else. That's they were in the airport when we were in Montreal. Gotcha. Because they were all in matching tracksuits. We should do that. And I thought that was very strange. I think it won't be strange when we start doing it. <laughs> oh, you know what? Maybe that wasn't Montreal. It might have been a bummer shoot. But anyway, uh, yeah. So I saw Weezer all together wearing a tracksuits, wearing the same tracksuits, and I thought that was odd. Okay, so Mall Rats you make in 1995. The year 95, yeah. Uh, what's going through your head when you're making, when you're, when you're, when you're rapping 
when you're wrapping up mall rats you're wrapping up posts on mall rats and you're watching it are you are you like because i like mall rats but are you ready for like the are you like this is gonna suck if they have backlash on this because of the Did jaws, you right? Think of that, not because of the jaws. Right? <laughs> Almost like some motherfucker's gonna be pissed, <laughs> and he's gonna give up on. Being there positive. is a twelve-year-old in Massachusetts <laughs> that is not gonna enjoy oh, this God, part. You were twelve, um, <laughs> so you were. I was in the wheelhouse. I was in the. I was in the wheelhouse for the the. Wow, twelve. View movies. So what? What are you asking me? I'm asking you, like, if you. When you were when you had fin- when you're in post and you're finishing you're wrapping up the uh, yeah. wrapping up the movie, are you aware of? Because like in music, that's something they always say about the sophomore slump, which and it's usually just people fucking trying to find something wrong with it. There was a lot of that, there was a lot of discussion about it prior to. Um, I think that I don't. I mean, I don't remember. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember being like fairly positive on the movie, and I remember the studio was fairly positive yeah. on the movie. So, you know, and it was a little bit different. I don't remember sort of like in the releases after that. After that movie, um, I felt like there were, there was more information. Although it was pretty much like that thing where they call you and go like, they they've got all the tracking, and they basically are like your movies gonna make this amount of money yeah so it's like before it's not even you always think it's just like we'll wake up saturday morning and blah blah blah. but a lot of times they just tell you the tracking you're like no no you're you know you're number three how the fuck do they track in those days because there's no internet sales i mean a lot of tracking now is also based on like exit polls yeah stuff like that i think i can't remember how they do i mean the tracking's prior to the movie coming out too yeah there's like what's your it's like they I, i believe what they do and Obviously, I, this could be totally wrong, but I thought because I've never participated in how they actually get it, but I believe it's like exit polls. So they people exiting the theater, like, what's your number one, like out of these movies, which which one are you gonna see? Yeah, and that's how they track, and then based on the the results of like all the number ones or first <laughs> choice, it's like they can build up like, oh, well, this is going to be number one. And do you remember the days of the? Remember when they would always have a commercial for a movie that was coming out? And it would always be the movie poster behind some person talking about the movie, like how, like people that had just seen the movie saying how they awesome still it do was. that. When? I, when was the last oh time? Oh my you god! Saw that? The fucking Weinstein Company are still like they do that all the time. No way! I've not seen that for anything in years. You're crazy. The last thing I remember seeing it for was like Batman Forever. You're out of your mind. Really? Yes, they do it all the time. No, I have. I to swear there that. was just one for the artist. It's their favorite thing. They oh, love it. God. It's, it's really... always yeah, people going like you've got to see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. It is like a laugh riot. It's so touching and um you should bring all your friends. They still do it all the time. I haven't seen that in years. I swear they still do it. Maybe I'm just not watching enough television anymore. I mean, do you I don't know where I see uh, my my where wife you, yeah, watches way more. TV. My wife watches way more TV than me, and so a lot of times I bring I have to bring work home and like she'll be watching. So you'll be working at a time. Yeah, I'll just sit with you know we'll just hang out and yeah. like I'll work and she watches TV and I just kind of like glance up at it and I go like oh hey hey yeah. there's one of those there's one of those, those ads ads that, that Matt doesn't think exists anymore doesn't think exists <laughs> although he's scared of Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so I don't believe ads exist, which do. Yes. And I do believe Sasquatch exists. Did you fear which doesn't. Sasquatch? And now that you know those ads are back, ah, I don't know what to do are anymore. You I don't know what to do anymore. I want to be on one. You want to be on one of the ads? I think I'd do a good job. Okay. Okay. So you've just seen. Let's pretend. We're going to pretend right now. Okay. You've just seen The Avengers. Not a movie you're not really interested in going to see. Yeah. But for the sake of this, brought you to a screening. You're walking out. Camera in front of you. So tell us what you thought of The Avengers. No. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? I mean, we're going to we, we put you on a national no, I commercial. Don't to, I don't want to do this. <laughs> Scott. Uh, that's your name here. I have it on a clipboard. Uh... Ask really me something like else. You were enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sir, it's customary that after the screening that we have just allowed you to go to for free, you say some words about the movie, regardless of your feelings on it. You can say, you know, you could say, you could say something bad about it. We don't necessarily have to use it, of course, but you could also say something positive. So you've just seen the Avengers, Scott. Go ahead. No. Maybe I don't want to be on it. All right, we just figured that out. I don't want to like. Uh, so I you don't, don't want to be on that. Now that I've gotten now that I've gotten less shy about doing audio recordings of myself, mm-hmm. the one thing that I just the idea of being on TV. Does what do you not, mean? Like you know, you do your segments yeah. on G Four. It's yeah. like no way. Like that is like not well, in why. The, I don't know why. It's like that just does not interest like that. That's outside of my comfort or interest zone. An interest zone? An interest zone. I've gotten I've gotten much more comfortable. In the last two days, though, I will say this. The last two segments I've done, I've said fucking and Jesus, which apparently I did not know until today. You can't say Jesus. You can't say Jesus? Can't. Or Robert says it all the time. Yeah, apparently. Well, he's talking, I guess, when you're talking in, con- in context, but... I just said Jesus. Oh, to, you didn't say like, to something. Jesus would use this phone. Jesus would love this HP all-in-one 27-inch <laughs> Omni. Uh, so, yeah, apparently. So, two days in a row, I've had standard, standards and practices. Have just like, look, dude, you're, hit the you're on a fucking, you're I'd walking a thin line. <laughs> uh, or do they just go like, hey, you said fuck, and you're not supposed to do that? The f- when I said fucking, because we had Tony Horton on, who's the creator of P90X. Which is that exercise program. So, of course program. you said fucking. Well, I said, when I got on, because I was on the segment right after him, I said, when I first ho- heard that Tony Horton was coming on, I thought it was Tim Horton, the fucking donut guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. And I was really excited about the donut guy. And then when I found out he's an exercise guy, I was much less excited. <laughs> Now, of course, Tim was that in front of him? Has been dead. Oh, I don't know where he was. I was in. I was in the studio doing my segment. He might have been around. I don't know. Gotcha. Uh, of course, yeah. Tim Horton's been dead since 1976. But did you know that his family they bought out the rights to Tim Horton? Like the Horton family sold their rights to his business partner for the, one million dollars uh, to the Tim Horton franchise. Yeah. To the Tim Horton, like. Yeah. Franchise right and, and names. Isn't that insane? A million Do you know how much bucks. money they've lost out on? <laughs> that's like that's like being able to make shitty wine. Yeah. Like it's, it's like, oh, great. Right. I got a million dollars in 1976. That's, well, a million dollars in 1976 is more than a million dollars. Like $12 million. Dollars. 
I don't know about that. I don't know either. I don't have the. I don't know. I don't know how to compute. I'm sure someone does. The they do. They sit there all the time. They're just like, you know how much would be worth this year? <laughs> oh God, that's the worst thing to do. Do you know? Do you know? I bet you. Do you think it's like it's the kids though, the one that is like, yeah, you hear I the story like Canadian yeah. Thanksgiving, and 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 they're just like, it's like, what the fuck? Why do you tell us? Like, why? Are you, why would you tell us? Do you think they're like? Go to you better go to Dunkin' Donuts. Do not go to. Don't go to Tim. Hortons. Don't go to Tim Hortons. Do you think that they? If I had that, I might stop telling the kids. So you would have now reached a point where the kids don't know that this is the story that your family fucked up so badly. Yeah, I would, I would be like, yeah, we just, I just would. Glass. Yeah, we have the same name. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that you're. Grandpa was the hockey player that also started the donut chain. Yes, there's a lot of it. similarities, <laughs> but it would uh, just be lame. You'd have to pass on that information all the time. Wow, fuck. That would suck. That would suck so much. I mean, how are they supposed to know? Why are you fucking, why are you busting their balls? But how hey. would they know? There's lots of people. That's not the only story. There's a dude, the Apple story. Yeah, the Apple guy. Apple dude, whatever his name was. Fuck. That dude fucking. That guy, uh, That guy probably feels worse than Tim Horton's kids. He's still hanging in there, though, that guy. I mean, Remarkably yeah, so. I feel like I would have You would have killed, killed yourself? I don't know. Probably not. There was a while there where. I mean, you know, you what are you going to do? I own it. That's probably the right thing to do for him. And that's what he says, right? At the time, it was the best decision for me. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't. You can't fault him for that, and nor, nor could you kick yourself for that. It's not even like you fault him. You can. You would. You have no choice. Like, how could you not think about it? How could you not I think about it? I don't know. I don't know. There's motherfuckers like you and me talking about it. The point is, like, yeah. you can't yeah. not think about it yeah. because the world won't let it go. It. Yeah, we will Because not. they just see you and go, like, that's the dude. <laughs> and it's because you look at the dude and go like I didn't even have a chance to fuck it up like yeah. you had a chance and yeah you fucked it up but it's like I would have killed for that ch- I mean I think most people are like I would have made the right decision which is not true because yeah. you're saying it and like, no, in yeah. hindsight you're like I would have done the right thing but you see it as like it's that thing where a lot of people look through their life and go like I never even had the opportunity yeah to pass up on something yeah the potential badly, yeah the potential, I've never made a decision that could have potentially made me a billionaire. Like, I've never done that. Like, I can't look back on my life and go like, oh, fuck, if I'd have just done that, I'd be a billionaire. Like, how many people can say that? Not many. Like, that he's guy, in a club. He should start a club. He should start a club. He should start his own, uh, what, what would you call it? The Potential Billionaires Club. The the potential billionaires. How depressing would it be to be in a room full of people who <laughs> sold their stock? Who's <laughs> like, yeah, I was in on the ground floor of uh, Xerox, <laughs> but I fucked up. Uh, I sold my shares of Microsoft for four dollars. Somebody else. Was I really like, needed lunch. I was. I was. Some woman like found some. Um, I was watching a news story. And the Coca Cola stock. Maybe. Well, the, at a yard sale? Yeah. The stock certificate for the oil company, which then bought yeah, Coca-Cola. the Coca-Cola, 
uh, and, and the stock is cold. worth, yeah. uh, you know, it would be worth, you know, $130,000 or something like that. I thought it was more than that. Was it? It's only $130,000. I thought it was like $130,000 or well, something like that. That doesn't really, you know, I mean, uh, I'm all for it, but like, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that takes the glow off yeah, the story. Yeah, but they're like, no. Yeah, Coke's Coca-Cola like, go is fuck like, yourself. go fuck yourself. Yeah. They're like, our lawyers have submitted a letter, um, go fuck yourself. Yeah. The Coke, uh, Coke is weird because it tastes different everywhere you go because Coke doesn't actually make Coke, the bottling company. They they sell the recipe and the syrup to all the bottling companies. I don't really drink soft drinks. Well, you're missing out on... I used to. I don't really do it anymore. On pounds of fat. You're missing out on so much. I, uh, it's all the... I mean, and not even consciously. It's like... Once you stay, I found like once I was off for a while that now I drink it and it's just too sugary. It's too much I for you. Take it. I always, uh, Diet Coke, I've become weirdly addicted to Diet Coke. I mean, it's not weirdly. I used to drink it more. It that makes you. Every once in a while I do. Like when I go to a movie and my wife and I have popcorn. Ready? I feel like I'm getting a little like, I was I was getting a little spacey there. I was like, <laughs> popcorn. Popcorn. <laughs> movie popcorn. You just said popcorn and then cause. Movie in, in. wife popcorn. Okay, ready? Okay. Artistic telekinesis. Closterman, okay, here's the, his hypothet- hypothetical. Okay, let us assume that you have the ability to telekinetically change culture while you actively experience it. Your mind can now dictate what you see in here. For example, if you're listening to Pearl Jam's Yield and you wanted the music to be heavier, it would immediately sound as though Mike McCready's guitar had been tuned differently in the studio. If you're watching The Office on NBC and decided that Jim should marry Pam or Karen or both, you could make it happen. All you would need to do is think about the specific desire. You could stare at an oil painting on an uh, you could stare at an oil painting and unconsciously change the color and contrasts. If a PG thirteen romantic comedy grew dull, you could force it to evolve into an eroticized NC seventeen thriller. You could essentially write books as you read them. Eliminating certain characters, redirecting plots as they occurred in text. However, such changes would only apply to your experience. You could kill off Han Solo at the end of Return of the Jedi, but that would not change the movie for anyone else. All other people would possess the same personal psychic powers as you. Would you want this? And, if this became reality, would art retain any weaning whatsoever? Well, that's a heavy one. Um, I think like that's a, one of those things that you you're like, yeah, I'll take it, and then once you got it, you're like, I'm not really. Once again, it's like I'm not that excited about it. Shortly thereafter, because like, do you have to actively think about things as you're watching them? Well, you know that I mean? that to me is the thing where it's like, if I go to a movie, like if I went to Jaws, yeah. right? Even though you know what's going to happen, it's like the ability to be like, I'm going to make the shark win. It's just like, I don't know. That's not why you go. Yeah, you don't go to like do it. Right. You just go to to. Yeah. Now I'm now experience whatever is happening in front of you. Now it's too active. There's a lot of so the idea of like watching a movie. See, that's the thing too. I feel like you'd have to be take a much more active role in watching whatever you're watching. Well, also, it's like dict- the, to me that like I don't like watching necessary things over and over again anymore because I I like the experience of like I want to know like what happens next. Yeah. So that to me that power is the exact opposite. It totally takes away the what 
like what will happen next because then I'm determining it. It's like, oh, I don't like this, so I'm going to make this happen. Can you tune it out? The power? Yeah. I mean, I guess so. I mean, it would something you'd have to be like, I'm going to actively choose to do it. Yeah. And then if everyone was doing it, yeah, how would anyone know what was good anymore? Again. Well, even that's an abstract the second, idea because that's perception. Right, but the second... What is good? Like, what you think is good is just your perception. Right. Like, is this show good? No. No, but that's your perception. <laughs> and my perception. <laughs> and the guy who's been walking in and out of here doing construction, yeah. his perception is like... I wonder right. what he thinks of the show. I think he thinks that we're... What if we see him next week and he's got his own homemade Phoebe t-shirt? That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be awesome. I don't think it's going to happen. So, yeah. He looked at us like he was like, you guys are doing something that looks stupid. Shouldn't be done. Yeah. yeah. I do man's work. Back to the point of this hypothetical. I don't know that... I, I think I think like Chuck proposes, I think art does sort of lose it lose its meaning at that point because you can alter because yeah the individual like if i paint a painting and i'm like hey check this painting out isn't it great and you're like uh and then boom to you it has changed does it render art meaningless yes um i would say because because art cannot because art is something that I, no, I don't know if it renders art meaningless. Art is something created that is then perceived. Art is not something that is tr- changed by you. Do you know what I mean? Unless you're creating the art. But the process of like if somebody puts a painting up there and I look at it and then I want to change it, it's like basically I'm changing it to basically I'm using my perception to view it and say like, well, based on my perception, I don't like this. So I'm going to alter it. Yeah. And I, I, does it suddenly not become art because I've decided that because I've altered it to my taste. Yeah, but it's only altered to you too. That's the thing. But is art, is art basically, you know, stuff that you haven't altered to your taste. I mean, if you create something, it's, that's what it is, but you so you can't make art? I can make art, but when I make art, I don't make it for me. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Um so and maybe this doesn't count, but let's say like, you know, when rap started out and they're taking like samples and all this other stuff, they're taking something that mm-hmm. exists already and they're sort of saying like, Well, I don't want it to be that. You know, to me a better version of that would be this. I always feel like when rap samples songs, I feel like they're trying to evoke they're trying to evoke that song. Do you know what I mean? Like they're trying to evoke like I forget who did it a year or two ago, they sampled Tainted Love. Yeah. You know, and I thought you know, when I listened to the song, I thought of Tainted Love and I was like, "Ah, oh, I love I like Tainted Love." And you know what? This is okay too. But it is the it is the taking of of a of a creation mm-hmm. and and repurposing it. Yeah. Which to me is like if you see it and you don't, I mean, I guess it's a positive repurpose as mm-hmm. opposed to a negative purpose. I mean, I don't like it and then I'm going to change it. 
I don't know. That was kind of heavy. That was very heavy. That was a heavy one to end the couch episode on. I mean, but this couch has really brought us down. The couch. This is the couch. Although I feel like we could call this episode Sasquatch. He died ridiculous. <laughs> Sasquatch, he died ridiculous. Um, uh, yeah, so that's it for Phoebe, everybody. Uh, episode three. Episode three in the can, the couch episode. I don't know. We're, we'll figure out what we call it. You'll know what we call it before we do. Exactly. In the sense that. And who knows what it'll be. I, I, I'll say right now, the way the show is going to work is it's going to go up whenever we can do it. And we're gonna, we're, we'll try. We're going to try to keep it every, other, every week. other week. But the day may not be... Yeah, the day may not be like a Tuesday always. Yeah. It might be like a Thursday or something. We're still aiming for every other week. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to email us, email us at foureyesandbeard at gmail.com. At gmail if you want to... We'll get uh, to them next... next yeah, uh, we'll get to them. We'll actually do a feed, feed mail. Feed mail, right? Feed mail. That's a pretty good segment already. Yeah. Could be a lady. Could be email. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so foursandbeard at gmail.com. Scott and I will uh, get into that. Uh, and then we'll have another feed reads for you. Check out our Tumblr page at, I believe, feedpob.tumblr.com. That could be wrong. We'll put it on a We'll tweet, t- tweet it. it. And uh, we'll put the links up to our books today that we recommended uh, in the feed read segment. And otherwise, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I, I feel a little tired, so I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm apologizing if I was tired. Well, you were. Uh, and then next next time around, I'll ask you about Chasing Amy. Okay. Because we're going to go chronologically through your career. Okay. Actually, we'll, we'll do Goodwill Hunting. And then, did you have anything to do with Goodwill Hunting? Did you produce any of that? I mean, I was involved. Yeah. I was an we'll executive producer. Yeah. That's the big one. That's a big one. So that's it. You have that to look forward to, everybody. Uh, see you next week. Uh, have a burrito. Enjoy your week. Have a burrito. No, enjoy your enjoy your burrito. Have a good week. No, wait. Have a. What do good, you guys say? We say enjoy your burrito, and you say have. And Kevin says we have say a week. have a week. Have a burrito. Enjoy your week. We gotta come with something else. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs>